Hello, this is Shoshana Pupko with the Ava Torah Sirius Simcha Recording 8. We learned about the impact that genetics have on our happiness set point. Recall that it was 50%. And we talked about how it's human nature to return to that set point even after experiencing significant positive or negative life changes. This is best understood by the concept of hedonic adaptation, which we explained briefly last time. Today, we'll expand on hedonic adaptation to better understand the impact that circumstances have on our happiness level. Remember that circumstances and deliberate activities are the other two significant factors found by Sonia Lubomirsky in her research. Before you guess the percentage that circumstances carry in influencing our happiness level, let's define what's included under the umbrella of circumstances. To start with, it incorporates age, gender, ethnicity, and an individual's personal history, which means experiences and circumstances unique to him or her. It includes life status variables, such as whether you're married or single, occupation and job security, income, and health. That's a pretty comprehensive list, and it seems to account for most of what goes on in our life. Remembering that we have two factors left and 50% of our happiness to account for. Now, what percent do you think is attributed to circumstances? The answer is 10 percent. Yep, a measly 10% of our happiness is determined by our circumstances. It's true that everything we just listed will impact our level of happiness, but it's all of those things together and the impact is still only 10%. I honestly couldn't and didn't really believe this when I first learned of it, and only after seeing it in the research again and again did I come around to accept this truth. I also spent a good amount of time thinking about why I was so resistant. And I think much of it has to do with the desire to blame or more politically correct to attribute how I feel to things external to myself. It's a lot easier to change those things than to do the hard internal work. And I'm not saying that circumstances don't impact. Of course they do. But my responses and processing of those externals play an even larger role. One that asks me to take a good, hard look at what's going on inside of me. But coming back, why do circumstances play such a small role in influencing our happiness level? Well, let's go back to hedonic adaptation. Here's what happens. You absolutely gain a boost in happiness moving to a nicer house, to take just one example. But those feelings won't last because we human beings do a great job of adapting to our circumstances and we do so much quicker than we realize. And as the high begins to wear off and we return to our happiness set point, we then crave those feelings once again except that the next high needs to be a little bit better than the last one to give us the boost of happiness. And as you've likely intuited, this will demand putting in more time 
and more effort in ensuring the acquisition of the next circumstantial improvement. This cycle is why circumstances have limited potential for producing sustainable changes in chronic happiness. There's one important exception to this, which is the happiness felt when our circumstances change enabling our basic necessities to be met. So if we're struggling to consistently provide food or maintain a roof over our head and circumstances change so that we no longer have to struggle, there is a longer lasting feeling of happiness that we'll experience. Moving from below the threshold of basic needs to above that threshold is a qualitatively different change than is receiving improvements or upgrades to basic needs that have already been met. What gets really tricky is when we define what we want as something that we need and are then left wondering why the happiness we felt when we acquired it doesn't last. Next time, we'll look at the third factor, deliberate activities, which account for the 40, final 40% of our happiness.